Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. We're just, we're just we started and I deleted it, but it's just because I was, came out of the bathroom eating uh, M and M's. Were there M and M's in the bathroom? Yeah, I gotta keep I gotta keep candy back there because Rachel doesn't like it in the house. Oh. She was tempted by it, so I where baths in got, the bathroom? I got toilet sweets. You keep it in the in the upper <laughs> I'm tank. Not telling you, dude. Get a little Tupperware floating in the tank. No, they don't, they don't have to be hitting that bed. They're just in the they're in the cabinet there. Mm. But I did. I did open some gummy bears. Like it's like a big bag, and yeah. then there's like a there's a humidity to them now. What do you mean? Like you know, fresh gummy bears are like dry on the outside. Yeah, and then if there's the, it's humid, man, they get sticky. I put some on New Year's Eve. I was having tequila, mm-hmm. and I put some gummy bears in the glass of tequila. Yeah, just like as a garnish, and then I <laughs> left them in there. Like, I drank the drink and the ice yeah. and just left it. And the next day, those gummy bears, like, tripled in size. Oh, like a jello shot? Did you eat them? I don't remember if I ate them or not. I think I did. It infused? But, like, it, they went from tiny to, like, gigantic. Yeah. Like you didn't Frankenstein wanna... gummies. It's a good times. I got an offer. This is a... I got an offer to do a private show mm-hmm. for... The daughter of a billionaire. <laughs> really? I don't know if I should say yes to this thing. It's a weird, yeah. Up those, like, up those fees. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the nice part, but like just a dinner party in Beverly Hills. Wow. This is, uh, some lady's turning 50, and I'm her favorite comedian. I'm really? Like, uh, really? I think you got me confused. No, dude, you're, you're a lot of people's favorite comedians. Not billionaires. By the way, uh, somebody, Ari Shafir, somebody tweeted out like who are your five favorite current working comedians and there was a thread with just hundreds of mm-hmm. replies but i just scrolled through there your name popped up several times buddy yeah we're out there working several times we're out there working anyway i guess i'm gonna say yes to that gig but uh <clears throat> yeah man eat them fat gummies eat them fat tequila gummies hell yeah man welcome to the uh boogie monster bonus q a where we are going to cue you right in your fucking Bonus A's. Bonus cues and A's. Bone you right in the <clears throat> A. 
Q&A. Q&A. Appreciate you guys. A lot of coffee singing today. Appreciate the patrons. They'll appreciate you, bro. We really do. I, you know, it's kind of we've been doing it for a couple of years now, and it's kind of a routine. But I don't ever want to gloss over the fact that I appreciate the shit out of your four dollars, mm-hmm. or some of you guys, even more. There's, there's several people throwing in ten, twelve, fifteen bucks. Feel free to do that too if you just have excess income laying around the house. Uh, throw it our way. <laughs> you know <laughs> that excess income everybody has in this day and age. <laughs> but uh, seriously, thanks, guys. So. And if you have any suggestions, by the way, sometimes I worry, you know, are people going to grow weary of the bonus content? Um, you know, there's something else you'd like us to do? We'll take suggestions. But until then, we'll keep answering your, we'll your questions. We'll see about so, that. Yeah, you, I mean, can, we'll, you can do it. Well, I'll, I'll entertain the, the... I ain't a goddamn puppet. <laughs> Can't but, buy yeah. me to dance. Anyway, so this billionaire's <laughs> daughter wants me to do her birthday party. Have you, you ever like, done a private like, show like that? Not like that. I've been offered a couple. Like Richard Pryor and the toy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, and him. Wonder Wheel? No. The black guy. <laughs> oh, okay. I've had a few people ask, like, will you come to our anniversary party in Texas? And and I don't even know, like, what to charge them. Like, ah, No, that's why I'm like, I what do know. I have to talk about? Like, yeah. It's a half hour. I do a half hour. You know, get my crowd work skills up. Yeah. I mean, I've done weird. I've, like, that's the thing. As soon as I was like, "This is," that obviously money's nice, and I was like, "Well, where's the money coming from?" Mm-hmm. If, there a, if you're from this much money, am I just dancing for the villains? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I guess it was real estate, so slightly less villainous than. Uh, Would you be open to request, like, hey, you know, like someone like you? You don't do live material that's already been out on the special something, but something like this, if they were like. Yeah, well, she really wants you to do the pancakes in a bag joke. Would you do shit like that? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, if I were you, I'd be like, sure, whatever you want. I don't know, but you're, then you're, you're hiring me to be a comedian, and then you're just hiring me to do the hits. Like, but I mean, that's my. It's a birthday party. That's my. That that's might what, be like, what they like want. bar mitzvah. Like, I never been to a bar mitzvah when I was a kid or a bat mitzvah. But I guess that's they spend so much when they get like the real rich families will get. They'll get the celebrity to show up yeah. and sing. I don't know. And that celebrity, they probably don't want to hear their new album. They want to hear the hits. No, but comedy is different. Yeah, I, I don't know. True. I'm going to go and sit at a restaurant in Beverly Hills and do a half-hour set. It's not going to be good. But I'll say yes to it. If it scares you, you got to say yes to it. Hmm. If there's a paycheck that you could you know, use to wipe your tears away, even better. Well, if they need a, an opener to, to, <laughs> yeah, to, to bring in a guy, slice off some of that fee. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, Q and A. Adam Mullet, what is the best and grossest thing you have made in a microwave? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you are asking the right guy. Peace to the hidden beast. Um, I'm try- like now. I'm trying to remember. I. I think I've just like just melted cheese on a thing, mm-hmm. just like a slice of American cheese just getting sad on top of a thing. Mm. But I don't know what I've made. I don't know if like mm. usually it's the bowls of chili that I put a bunch of gross shit on top of and just microwave. <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. I make it on the stovetop. Well, that one time too that you you may have even had this in a joke about how you used coupons instead of a paper towel oh, to cover it. No, I still would always do that. Yeah, I don't buy paper towels. Really. I think it's such a waste. 
Like I, I'm like half a hippie. You know uh-huh. this. Well, what do you use in in lieu of that? If it's just for cleaning up and everything, I just have towels. I get them dirty and I wash them. What about like napkins for dinner? I just have a towel. You wipe see. my face with a towel. Okay. Huh. And then wash the towel. I get it. Um, like little shop rags. Yeah, pretty yeah. much kitchen rags. You know, mm-hmm. there's towels that hang off the stove. There's other ones that like. All right, this one's ratty, and I'm making food. I'll use to wipe my wipe my mouth or my hands, wipe off where I ate, and then it goes in the wash. Huh. Okay. I mean, I use them a few times yeah. in a row. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gross that way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, paper towel. Like, or or just have napkins. Like every every time you get fast food, they give you too many napkins, too many hot sauces. Yeah. And I've, again, I'm just like, I know this isn't the larger scope of like I'm still driving my fucking jeep around, mm-hmm. but like, no, you give me that many napkins, I can't. That's another thing. Like I hate seeing th- food being thrown out or just napkins. <clears throat> like. Always keep. I got napkins in my car. I got napkins usually in the pockets of every jacket I own, just for picking your nose or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But in a backpack, especially when you're like, "Oh, I ate something at the airport. I'm on the airplane. I want to wipe my hands off." Why they've given you these things, mm-hmm. and then they just get thrown out. I've thought about becoming a handkerchief guy. That I can't. My dad used to be a handkerchief guy. And I remember like yeah. we'd be in church. And he would, like, whip it out and blow his nose and then, like, touch me up with it. And I was like, no, what are no, you doing? No, that, that I can't. not rag? Again, napkins. Mm-hmm. Fast food napkins. Have that, mm-hmm. and then you throw that out right away. I can't imagine putting a snot rag back in my pocket. Mm. As much as, like, food waste here, like, okay, you wipe food off your mouth. And it was food. It was food that's on towelettes in the kitchen. It's not just boogers. <laughs> Quick, put it in my mouth. Yeah, but yeah, I would use uh, use junk mail to cover. So I guess that's what the grossest thing is: I use junk mail to cover stuff in a microwave. And somebody's like, "You can't heat up the ink like that." I'm like, "I'm fine." Yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah, we'll uh, first responder uh, this month was uh, first responder. Sounds like he's uh, driving an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make the joke in, uh, when we were in uh, wine country because obviously we had all the fires, and it's always uh-huh. like. Discounts for first responders. I'm like, what do you got for second responders? Like, I'm here now. <laughs> Robert uh, Berberich. Berberich? Berberich? Pretty sure we need to hear more about Kyle's knife table and which one is his favorite at the moment. Which table is his favorite or knife is his favorite? The table's over there. table's still here. Oh, you still got it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of I eased off on chucking knives into it. Um, I got... I bought a couple more knives. I got a, what did I get? A Best Tech and a Spider Co. I got a Spider Co. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good. I just, yeah, I didn't get like some top of the line shit. Every time I go back home and I go to my buddy Jesse's house, he's always got cool shit. And he's got like, he got into the knives and watches game. Uh huh. And he's got all like, but he, he's the dude that I'm like, he was anodizing his own knives. Meaning? Like changing the color of the metal. How do you do Not that? Not painting. Like well, by solutions, chemicals. Well, that's the thing. I'm like this. Like his house. I'm like you look like a terrorist. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, just like a brick of nine volt batteries all connected together, <clears throat> like plugged into one another. Like he's a, a mad scientist with this stuff. Huh? With in a pot with whatever solution and electrodes going to the pot. So that's how you change. It. And so, what's the point? Why does he want to change? Just because he. Tinker aesthetic. He, he just because I want to do it. No, he's like in a constant state of experimenting, and I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Like where, the, like he doesn't have he, he, his curiosity can't be satiated. Okay. And I like so 
He's the one who got me into the RC cars, uh-huh. and I don't know anything about mechanic, but he's the one that knows how to like. Oh, if you up the amps here and change the voltage here, we can try and get top speed. So he's got you know videos of his cars hitting you know these wild speed like with a speed gun. Yeah, and he's because he's a mechanic, and that's just what he does. He just hmm. never stops tinkering. Now it's like race drones, like the kind you see with the goggles on. Wow, he makes those. Then he was getting in. He was in the Philippines for work, and he bought a bunch of knockoff, like, fake Rolexes and fake expensive watches uh-huh. just so he can come home and take them apart and see how they work and wow. see if he can put them back together. It's a good way to live. That is. And so that's why I get over there, and I get excited about the stuff he's doing. I'm like, you anodize this, and this knife's cool. So I bought knives. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Scott Etheridge asked, Dave, in all caps, Dave, please tell us a story of the shady job you used to have. Um, and then a bunch of follow-up comments on that. Uh, I never said it was a shady job. It's just a job that I'm not prepared to talk about at the moment. I, I will say that I will, I'm going to talk about it soon. Yeah. I'm a, I, and more than likely. I, I think I gave a disclaimer. You know. I mean, you've been teasing it. we got a thing. That might happen if it if it happens. I got. I'm probably going to stay tight lipped about this. If the thing that we got working doesn't happen, oh boy, a tease for a tease. Then I'll, I'll probably you. probably talk about it. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> what did somebody comment? Uh, hold on. I'm guessing that he worked in an adult video store pre-internet. Come is an occupational hazard. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, dude. Dude, he said I have stories about semen in an old episode I listened. It's time to spill it, Dave. Yeah, it, the job wasn't about semen, but there was a couple of antidote, antidotes, anecdotes, anecdotes. Uh, involving semen. There's a couple of antidotes. It wasn't involving the, semen. There's uh, some poisons I ingested. I had to suck some dicks. It was, uh, <laughs> my job wasn't in the semen field. <laughs> oh, the semen fields. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's get off of wherever my mind was going to go with that. I was just on the Megan's Law website from recording the last episode, <clears throat> finding out what kind of goblins live nearby. Uh, Spencer Tassone, you walk past an ATM that's beeping and notice $20 hanging out of it. You look to see if anyone is around but don't see anybody. Do you take the $20 or let it lie and move on? Does your answer change based on location? If this happened in front of a bank, a convenience store, walking around a college campus, or amount of money? And then he's going to see me in Charlottesville and says, Dave, I hope you make it to Central Virginia sometime. Um, That's I a great found, question. I've found money before, and I've always – if I've picked it up, I've always looked – like you never want to be like, hey, did anybody lose this money? But stand there and see if you notice somebody going <clears throat> pat in their pockets. I've done that. And that's I stepped on a twenty dollar bill to hide it, and then looked around to see if anybody was looking to, to find them. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done, I've done that, and I've been like, I've found, I think I found three hundred bucks in front of my old job once. Wow! And I came back, I went to my bot, I'm like, hey, I know you are like supervisor, like if somebody, if one of your clients comes back in here saying they dropped a wad of cash, I have it, but and he's like. Well, this is when I worked at a music store, and it was uh-huh. all scumbags. Okay. He's like, fuck them. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> all right, well, I have it, if somebody says something. Uh-huh. So I kept that. Went to go see Guns N' Roses, found 100 bucks sitting on the, just like, wow. on the sidewalk and kind of grabbed it and did the same thing. Like, all right, let's look around. It's like a crowd of people trying to get into a stadium. Right yeah. Now. 
Man, three hundred bucks. But I've now. seen. I'm, I, but this is going to sound. But I feel better. Like if you see somebody pull it out of their pocket, yeah, you know, and yeah, drop. that's different. I don't know. Twenty bucks. Twenty is the most I've ever found. I think. But but see, hanging out of an ATM is a different thing. Yeah. Maybe you were supposed to have a hundred. You pulled eighty. One bill got stuck in there. You, you grab it. Sit there for a minute. What about count your, mon- count your money when it comes out of the ATM? That's the rule here. That's yeah. the lesson here. Count your money. Yeah, I don't think I would just leave it hanging for the next. Well, no, because yeah. then, well, then you're like, then okay, well, you're going to judge the morality of the next person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what you do? You if you take it, I, this is how I feel about found money. Is you know, all right, spend it like. Like I found I was going to that concert. I'm like, all right, we'll get, I'm buying drinks for yeah. whoever's you know with me at the mm-hmm. beer station. Yeah, spread with that the money because well, that's I didn't. That was extra money when mm-hmm. I was working at the music store. I was like, I need this money. Yeah, this is awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, he's he's share it. Mm-hmm. Take it and share it. Put it put it into a good place in the world. Yeah, that's that's a great way to to deal with that. So yeah. Alexander Hackle asks, hey, fellas, question for Dave. What are some go-to meals a rookie cook can make for his lady to impress? That's a great question. Alexander, why don't you email me? Cheese on chicken. And I'm going to give you a couple free copies of my kitchen survival guide. Uh, so yeah, just email uh, boogiemonsterpodcast at gmail.com or contact me somehow. I'm going to hook you up, Alexander. But uh, for the sake of the show, to answer your question, one of my favorite go-to meals that looks fancy and extensive that's very, very easy mm-hmm. is um, my braised beef short ribs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Get the little beef short ribs. You season that shit up. You throw them in a big uh, like roasting pan with some red wine mm-hmm. and some garlic and shit. You wrap it with foil. You fucking cook that shit in the oven for like three or four hours. It gets all tender. Oh, boy. Braised beef short ribs. It's so easy, but it's like, okay. oh, shit, this is like something fancy. Like, like it's, a big cut of meat. Yeah, yeah it's always... big, big hunks of just beef. It's real beefy and delicious, and you can throw some uh, onions and button mushrooms in there, and you got this red wine gravy thing going on, and oh, boy, it's real good. But, yeah, email me, Alexander. I'll send you some free recipes. No problem, bud. Good luck I with like that. that. Jordan Sumner <clears throat> says, would you rather be a... Would you rather be a Bigfoot with social anxiety or a really outgoing Bigfoot? Good question. Does the male Bigfoot species have a huge, beautiful hog or a cute little dingling like a gorilla? <laughs> no, he says, love you guys. Cute little dingling like a gorilla. Gorilla's got little dinks? Yeah, that's, yeah, I've seen gorillas with little dinks, which is weird. Really? You know? But I'd like right, to think. Well, and you know, Here I, goes a Google search. I apologize <laughs> if I'm bordering on uh, homoerotic, but I'd, I've always liked to think that Bigfoot's got a huge hog. You see, you know, it's Bigfoot. Let me see the gorilla penis. I might as well call him Big Dong. All right. Oh. Well, that's a duck penis. I love seeing a big old horse dick. Yeah. That's always it's weird. Like a <laughs> monkeys with big balls. First time I saw that, I was like 11. I was like, oh, my God. what What's happening? Mm-hmm. Is everyone Okay. All right, well, now I'm down a wormhole, so yeah. thanks a lot for that. Yeah, gorilla dick sounds like a compliment, but it, little, I don't... Look at old gorilla dick Gorilla over dick over here. Well, you know, I'm in an article that says, Why did humans evolve big penises but small testicles? Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> this is a whole thing. Anyway, um, well, 
Uh, yeah, okay. You think Bigfoot's got a... Well, you think it's more man than monkey, then it's got a big old dick. Uh, I think I'd rather be... Well, Bigfoot it does have social anxiety. He's not trying to hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not anxious about it. He just uh, keeps himself. Mm-hmm. I think an outgoing Bigfoot would lead to your doom. Yeah. Hey, guys! Boom, you're shot. You're mm-hmm. caged up. You know, you don't want to be... No. No, that's, so I, that's yeah. how they've survived. By, by being elusive. Unless, I mean, unless you are the one Bigfoot, you learn some rudimentary English. <laughs> Enough to explain yourself. Like the one that, uh, in the Mount St. Helens volcano eruption. <sighs> the one that was driving around in the Jeep with a with an army car. Oh, yeah, the one that, you know, one, got a purple heart. <laughs> uh, Lee Singleton asks, hey, Lee. Lee's my buddy from uh, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Good dude. Dave, yeah, you never steer me wrong on L.A. restaurants. I'm out there again in a few weeks. Where should I go this time? Uh, I don't know what I have suggested to you, Lee. I'm going to assume it's some of the obvious ones we've talked about, like uh, Hall and Ray's and things, Gus's. If I haven't mentioned to you um, the Park's Finest Barbecue, uh, not to be confused with Park's mm-hmm. Korean Barbecue, which is also fucking amazing. If you like Korean barbecue, check out Park's. Uh, but for... This is like Filipino style, Amer- Filipino influenced American barbecue. Uh, the park's finest barbecue. It's an Echo Park, and uh, boy, speaking of beef, beef ribs, they got a smoked beef rib. Oh boy, they charge you by yeah. the pound. That's, a, that's what. Whenever you go to a restaurant, they're like, "Oh, this is you know twenty five bucks a pound." You got to always say, "Well, how many pounds is this one?" And then uh, oh, today they're about pound, pound and a half. Oh, okay, um, okay. But it's it's the best smoked meat I've had in uh, L.A. Park's Finest Barbecue. Um, yeah, they got this stuff called uh, coconut beef. It's like kind of like a coconut curry, pot roast type thing. But, uh, yeah, get that. Get the tri-tip, but definitely also get the beef smoked rib at uh, Park's Finest Barbecue. If I've already, if you've already been there, uh, holler at me privately, Lee. I'll steer you in some others. But uh, in lieu of uh, repeating ourselves about the same four or five that we always talk about, I thought yeah. I'd let you know about uh, the park's finest. That's a good one. Uh, Robert Smith, would you be a benevolent or a wrathful God? I was thinking about case-by-case case basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, this is like to talk about the truly dark parts of your mind. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this yesterday because I, oh, I went on a bike ride yesterday. And so for, like, for the first hour, it's just going uphill real slow. And mm-hmm. I put headphones in. And I was, I was listening to that podcast about the DC sniper. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I didn't listen to the whole podcast yet. But I think wasn't the guy and his son. I don't know if it was his son or like a stepson thing. I guess it might have been his son. But I mean, yeah, I don't have to. We, like, we all, everybody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, For some reason, I feel like it wasn't father-son, although that's what it appeared to be at first. Well, this is where I was like, I, I got into this place talking about, uh, sorry, I was like, well, if this guy was just, th- this is what happens when I'm a bike ride. I could just contrive whatever scenario. And mm-hmm. in my head, I thought, I read from little snippets that I was reading that the DC sniper was basically he wanted to kill his wife, but so he went on the shooting spree to make it seem like when his wife got shot, it would be part of this random shooting spree, and his son was involved. Uh-huh. These are probably not the facts at all, mm-hmm. but given the situation that I've just said, I thought, like, 
oh, what should be the punishment? I was thinking about this. Like, what should be the punishment for the guy? I was like, you kill his fucking son in front of him. You shot these people at random and took people out of their lives. That was terrifying. You tortured this. You torture this guy by killing his son in front of him, so he knows how to feel. And I'm like, this is all processed as I'm just pedaling my bike up the hill at three miles an hour. And then I'd be like, God damn, Kyle, why are you in this hallway of your mind going like so? That's uh, wrath. That's that's wrath. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like. Why are you thinking this way? Of like, this is how I would dole out justice. And I quickly backpedaled, but that's been part of my. I think to answer the question, I would, against my better judgment, probably wrathful, because hmm. that's how I feel. The road rage shit that I deal with, it's all about like, why aren't people following the system? You know, mm-hmm. why are you special and you're going to abuse yeah. the carpool lane and we yeah. don't and like and there's a little part where you see somebody doing driving like a jerk. and You're like, I hope you crash. Mm-hmm. You know, that's wrathful. Mm-hmm. I hope you crash. I'm like, well, that's not a cool, healthy attitude. But uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that I, I, I don't want to answer that way. But if I'm being honest, I would probably be a wrathful God. But then I'd be a shitty god, because that's me reacting as a human. A god is yeah. om- omnipotent. A god's going to know every circumstance. Oh, the reason you were driving crazy is because you had to get to the hospital, or the reason you killed people is you have something mentally wrong with you, mm-hmm. and so it's not really your fault. But then you'd have to be like, "Wow, well, shit! I'm God. I made you in my image, and I made a broken one. Like something, some mm-hmm. got fucked up on the assembly line for you." So, I don't know. Wow. Okay. So I just thought that was going to be a simple question, but that's my answer. Dave, what do you think? I mean, the primitive part of my brain agrees with you because mm-hmm. I'm a defender of justice. <laughs> I could look in your face when you said that. I, Defender of justice. I don't <laughs> suffer shitheads very easily. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're God, you're supposed to, like you said, you know, you're supposed to be above all that. But uh, thank God I'm not God. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thank God I'm not you, buddy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, case by case basis, there's some people. There, yeah, there's some people that definitely deserve what's getting coming to them, yeah. and there's others that maybe even though they fucked up, okay, well, let's cut this person some slack based off of whatever. Yeah, it's never knowing the what someone's life was that led them to commit this act. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about in the weekly episode, yeah. that there's pedophiles that recognize they're pedophiles, and it's a mental state of being, and they're like, I'm not acting on it, but mm-hmm. I'm being honest with who I am. Yeah. And that's... Uh, weird can of worms. Yeah. Sex Punch Supreme <laughs> asks, what is something sweet that tastes good when smoked? I'm asking this for myself. Is that a drink or a move? What's uh, Sex Punch Supreme? Yeah. I'm not going to read into it, judging by the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, Give her the old fuck punch. Don't. don't no. No. Okay. No fuck punching. Hmm. What is, what's something sweet that tastes good when smoked? You ever, like, you uh, smoke fruit? Yeah, pineapple. True, true. Fucking pineapple, dude. I love pineapple so much. Pineapple on a good salty meat? Peaches. Smoke peaches. I got a buddy who I've talked about before, Craig. Craig Holzer out of Atlanta. He's like, mm-hmm. 
he's the barbecue dude. That dude. Not yeah. only is his technique great, but he's got a great barbecue mind. And he makes his own uh, peach barbecue sauce, and okay. uh, he smokes the peaches and then purees them and then uses it as the base of a sauce. Really? Oh, yeah. I would think, yeah, if you're already smoking wings or something, why not throw a few pieces of fruit in there just mm-hmm. to see what happens? Yeah, I would. I haven't done it, but I would imagine apples might work. You know, smoked apples. So like more, like, but a citrus. Citrusy. I mean, pineapple. Um, I don't what about know. Coconut. I mean, I know you toast coconut. Yeah. I don't know what you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the sweet has to go against the smoke flavor, mm-hmm. like that kind, like citrus sweet. Seems yeah. like it would. Now I'm cute. Now I'm going over. What's other? What are other sweet foods? Other than fruit that you could put in a smoker. I don't think any. There's no naturally sweet food that's. I mean, not there's a fruit. smoked. There's smoked cheeses. Yeah. But how does that Those aren't work? Sweet. I mean, there's sweeter cheeses. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think fruit, fruits. Peaches and pineapples for sure. Maybe some apple slices. Apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. <laughs> uh, ooh. Ooh. Like uh, smoke. smoked sweet potato pie. Ooh, boy. Smoke the sweet potatoes and yes. then make them into the... Yes. Maybe this is something you gotta yes. you got to come back with next week about. <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra Onesto says, so people always make comments about their faith in humanity when stories come out about brutal killings or vice versa, like feel good stories about someone doing good. However, do people not remember that public executions or sacrificial ceremonies used to be a thing? When do you guys think that shift happened? When did it become inhumane for these events to take place? Uh, Great question. Geez, the older I get, the more I can't watch videos where people fall or hit themselves. Um, well, I think... But it, okay, I mean, all right, yeah, maybe we are moving towards a you know, more civilized society and more about trying to treat people better. There's still some barbaric elements to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still fucking women getting stoned in the Middle East yeah. for... Whatever fucking misogynistic nonsense mm-hmm. their culture has in certain areas, obviously it's not a blanket statement about everywhere. Yeah. But there's, but there's that's something we're not allowed to talk about in society. You're supposed to respect all cultures and all ethnicities and all that, and 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 I do to a certain extent. But like, and I don't. I'm not going to give you specific examples because I I'm mm-hmm. uneducated. But there are. Places in the Middle East where the, you're just allowed to kill or beat the shit out of your wife. Am I? Why do we have to respect that culture? Uh, because it's not a. It's fundamentalism and uh-huh. extremism. Okay. You could do that. You pick any religion. Okay, so it's you more of find, a religion than a yeah. Than a there's heritage culture thing. Well, I, I think it's more about like all right, which part? Which what do you want to pick and choose? Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, raised Catholic under Christianity, and it's fine. Go to church. Don't be a dick. Fine. But Westboro Baptist Church, that's a sect of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't baptism underneath Christianity? And they're the ones who think you, that you should protest funerals mm-hmm. with signs that say God hates fags. Mm-hmm. So that's somebody taking it to the extreme. The same way somebody like, oh, well, you can stone a woman because her husband cheated on her or, or she got raped and got pregnant 
by someone else, but that constitutes her cheating on her husband, and so we should stone her to death. How yeah, does that constitute cheating? Because there's backward, there's idiots. backwards, uncivilized parts yeah. of everywhere oh, of God. America, of everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking grip of loonies out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to anywhere, you go to like, all right, you know. Read Under the Banner of Heaven, that book about Mormonism, like Mormon fundamentalism of like, mm-hmm. no, I want, here's my uh, child brides and, uh, you know, hiding out from the government because I know what they're doing is illegal and having child brides. And that's a new religion. They, that religion's only a couple hundred years old. Yeah. So I like, this is how we're going to live. Mm-hmm. So I think that there has been a move towards, uh, you know, a, a less a, a more civilized society. So I think that's why I don't. I don't know why. Maybe just emotional development. Hmm. Maybe we are advancing as a as a species to be a little bit more compassionate, even though it's hard to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's not hang people in the streets as a lesson. We still execute people in this country. Mm-hmm. And I, and as a person, and going back to the wrathful God thing, I don't think that's. The word, like that's not the hill I'm going to die on, of like. But there are there's wrongful convictions. There's stuff like that. Yeah. Why, should, why do you have to keep them? Just keep, keep them in prison. I'm like yeah, I don't. Yeah, probably don't have to execute them. I'm on the fence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it was a shift or maybe just a continual advancement of moving away from the dark ages. Yeah. It's funny because this is a question I forgot to ask on the last regular episode when we were talking about pedophilia and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder when that became a law. That's something I'm sure I could Google. But like, point being, you hear back a hundred years you, you ago. You looked that up on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Looking for example, gorilla dicks over here. You hear <laughs> that shit on your. Computer. You know, you hear Charlie Chaplin. Dated a thirteen-year-old, or yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis married his thirteen-year-old, like whatever. But yeah. like, I wonder when it became like okay, you know, you can't do that shit Again, anymore, assholes. When, maybe when enough people were like, "Hey, this is fucked up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. More stories became more aware of it. Like, think about what you could do in a small community when it wasn't even just like. Yeah, here's some rural. This is some country shit. Mm-hmm. And why? I mean, and I'm sure it was because of some sort of it, in, at some point, you know, the reason people had a dozen kids is because you need employees for your farm, and mm-hmm. some of them are going to die. Yeah. It was looked at as like basically human livestock. We got to have yeah. a bunch. Some of them are going to get sick. Some of them are going to be worthless, and we need to keep the farm going. Mm-hmm. And when do you start doing that? Because the life expectancy is only fifty years old, so you. Start getting married off in mm-hmm. the teenage years yeah. and start pushing out those kids. So, I mean, it was kind of just a survival thing, I think, at some point. Of like, no, it's look, see, she's a lady. She's bleeding now. She's a lady. That mm-hmm. means marry her off, start having kids. Yeah. I think that's just a, yeah, that's just a basic advancement of the species type thing back in the day. Yeah. And now we don't, we, we are developed people and can make choices. And I don't know. Good one, Alexander. Yeah. This is a heavier Q&A. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Daniel Rodriguez says, Hey, Dave and Kyle, I know you guys have talked about your favorite comedians in the past, but what other forms of art have influenced your comedy that people wouldn't be aware of? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm no, I've made no secret that I'm a huge music fan. So, like, I'm inspired by music and musicians just as far as, like, the ability to take ideas and turn it into something, turn it to take an idea and turn it into a beautiful song or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to use that same, you know, approach to writing jokes and comedy or, you know, also just like how certain bands or musicians might carry themselves throughout their career. You know, their artistic integrity or, yeah. you know, however you want to look at yeah, it that way. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, yeah, I've always... You didn't, I've, make chan- you didn't, uh, you didn't uh, compromise. Yeah, or... exactly. And I've always, like, daydreamed about, like, oh, I'd love to be the comedy version of that artist, of that band. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, you know, their success or their level of fame or their, you know, critical acclaim or, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, music definitely is an influence. Yeah. Even though I'm not a musical comedian, just some of those principles. No, but just the 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 path mm-hmm. chosen. Anybody doing anything creative is already kind of like, oh, how do I start this? Especially music was hard. Like, how do I, like, all right, I got to learn an instrument. Then I got to meet other people at no instruments. Yeah. Then we got to get together on a schedule and figure out how to put stuff together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but one of the one of my I don't know if this is an accomplishment or achievement or, or realization, but years ago, I've talked about it, I used to work in radio, and one of my first radio gigs, I was like 19 or 20, I was working at this little alt-country station in Cumming, Georgia, and it's where I was introduced to the music that I love mm-hmm. today, alt-country. And um, But about every Friday, we'd have these little bands come in. And even now, it's a little different with folks like Sturgill and Isbell, and you know they're having really good across the board success. But twenty twenty five years ago, there was the, the the most successful alt country person still could barely sell a couple hundred tickets. Yeah. So we'd have these bands come in that were playing in town that night or that weekend, mm-hmm. and just bands no one's ever heard of, and you know hopefully they're going to sell fifty tickets tonight. Yeah. You know whatever. But about every Friday they'd come in. And I would always, they'd come in, and I'd, inter- I'd be the one that interviewed them. I'd greet them at the door and chit-chat, and then we'd put them on the air, and we'd have a little whatever. But they'd always pull up in, like, a 89 Volvo yeah. or a station wagon or a, you know, 78 Blazer. And it would be, you know, a couple people or sometimes four or five members of a band. But they were all just crammed in there. And I used to think, like, oh, man, even though these people are nowhere near famous, yeah. they're nowhere near successful, I would talk to them, and they'd be like, yeah, well, this is day 30 of a 50-day nationwide tour or whatever. Yeah. And I used to think, like, man, that is so fucking cool that even though these people aren't famous mm-hmm. or household names, this guy hasn't been at his day job in two months because he's been traveling the country in his shitty little Volvo and his guitar playing yeah. in front of 30, 40, 50 people every night. And I used to think, like, man, that's about one of the coolest fucking things you could ever do. And this is way before I ever even thought about being a comedian. Yeah. And then fast forward 20 years later, and I'm the comedy version of that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Like, I'm not famous. I'm not a household name. But you know, I load up the fucking van or the the Honda now and and tour all over. And it's just it, it beats a regular boring day job, in my opinion. It showed that it, there was other options possible. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not exposed. If your parents just you go, you get a job, you get a job, and you pay your bills, mm-hmm. and then what free time you have. After a job and a commute and sleep, 
then you have your then you explore your interests. Mm-hmm. And I never that fucking never made sense to me mm-hmm. to like at least not try. Mm-hmm. Like so many people just didn't even try to explore interests, or just yeah. when you had a hobby, you relegated that to being mm-hmm. a hobby. And that will fit into your life when you have free time for mm-hmm. it. And I was against that from early on of like, just because I, but also not to take away, some people know what they want to do for a career. Mm-hmm. I never had that. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a guy with a job. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to have a career. Yeah. That's people like, I know I want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. I know I want to, like, you knew why you went to college. I just went because I thought you're supposed to go to college. Yeah. And it you know took me seven years. But so if I'm like just going to have a job anyway, why not try my damnedest to be good at these other things? Yeah. And not famous, but like, let me be good at it. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I'm good at it, there could be a reward. Yeah. Uh, So that was why, yeah, it was always the music dudes. And it was always like, for me too, it was the the punk rock guys because there was no, nobody was getting rich. You were Mm -hmm. just doing it because you love doing it. Absolutely. You had a thing that, and the thing you did made other people happy. You see everybody, there was a community at a show, and everybody's there, and they played music. Everybody danced around. It wasn't like the mean mosh pits. It was the fun. Like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, we're all enjoying this together. This is the best. And it was like-minded people. For the most part, you got there, like, I could probably be friends with everybody in here. Mm -hmm. Because we have this interest, and we seem like we're all like, oh, hey, man. You'd think the days that, you know, you'd see somebody with a shirt. Oh, you like that band? I like them too. Mm-hmm. And you probably could have a good conversation. Yeah, like you're probably from like-minded things. It was that, and it was uh, it was like skateboard and bike dudes, but more just that influence, just because it was like a thing you did by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you just there's nobody, there's no team to push you. Yeah, there's no sports and there's no rank. I mean, there there was contests, but it was like the skateboard kids were. What did you do last night? I just was hit this curb for three hours trying to land one trick. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it, what, then the satisfaction is just accomplishment. Yeah. And that's its own. I mean, it's athletic, but that's like. And improving your skill. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and paint this painting. for This is what I'm going to do and mm-hmm. try and get it right. Yeah. And try and learn a different technique and, you know, be interested. Like <clears throat> art, especially that kind of like, oh, Think about where a light source is. Mm-hmm. Here's a, okay, I'm talking myself into a thing because I've had a lot of coffee. But people always talk about comedy, about finding your voice. Mm-hmm. And you can't explain what that means to somebody. But it's like when you're painting, it's like, what's the light source? Like how you, oh, you say you're going to paint a still life, an apple. Mm-hmm. A light's coming from somewhere. Yeah. And that'll dictate how you Shadow. color one side of uh-huh. it and put shadows on the other side. That's what finding your voice in comedy is like. Oh, it's the light source is coming from this angle. I'm going to talk about subjects from this angle. I never thought of it that way. That's great. You know, that's how I'm looking at this. Either from like my lens, like positivity. I'm going to look about curiosity. That's I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking on my ass, but no, I get kind of it kind of made some sense. And uh, boy, we're getting into these things here. (laughs) All right, you pick a thing. Uh, Jake and Lo-Fi, y'all's recommend- recommendation for Denver Biscuit Company was the highlight of my trip to Colorado. Thanks for the advice on my first trip to a dispensary. I didn't, it didn't go unused. My question is whether or not you have any preferred spots to eat in Austin, Texas. 
Much appreciate all you guys do. I absolutely do, Jake. Uh, everybody knows about Franklin Barbecue. Uh, that's probably the most popular mm-hmm. spot in Austin, if not the country. And it is well worth it. It is amazing. But if you don't feel like waiting four or five hours, uh, man, in the same day, <laughs> in the same day, I ate at both Franklin and then I went and ate at La Barbecue. Uh, La Barbecue, real damn good. Small portions, you know me. Right. Moderation. Uh, check out La Barbecue, and I think you're going to like that, Jake. Uh, yeah, it's right there. It's not I don't know, a couple miles from Franklin. So go to Franklin if you can, you know. But if, if you don't feel like waiting, uh, La Barbecue is. I, I mean, dare I say, just as good. Um, but regardless, it's it's fucking amazing. So that's my Austin recommendation. If you're ever near uh, Dallas. Check out Pecan Lodge. Uh, that's amazing. And in Fort Worth, check out Panther City. Pecan barbecue. like your nut? Yeah, pecan. You say pecan? You pecan. say pecan? It depends. Tomato, tomato. I, I do both. Depends. In the south, I say pecan. But out here, I say pecan. So Why? Yeah, just, you know. Is it pronounced pecan in the south? Yeah, people in the south call it pecan pie. But, you know, it's tomato, tomato. Pecans, pecan. I guess I don't say it enough to have a way. Yeah. Oh. Noah Nelson, Noah Nelson asks, favorite Simpsons character. Um, is it sacrilegious to say I don't really give a shit about the Simpsons anymore? I don't dislike it, but it's just I don't have the time or energy to keep up with it. I was putting one on. What's, what, where's the question again? I mean, I like it when I see it. Favorite Simpsons character. Uh, yeah, I put some on the other night. I like Ralph Wiggins. He's funny. Wiggum? Yeah. I'm in danger. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's the Simpsons. It's... <clears throat> My favorite joke of The Simpsons, and this is early on, mm-hmm. it's just so simple, and it just really sums up this character. But Marge goes, Homer, let's go get something to eat. Mm-hmm. And Homer goes, mmm, something. Oh, yeah. That's such a great joke. Yeah, sacrilegious. <laughs> they gave us sacrilegious. It, 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 uh, I mean, it depends on the episode, who they're focusing on. Mm-hmm. I can't. I <clears throat> Usually if... Uh, you got any linear Carl action? I'm excited. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like those guys. Mr. Burns probably uh, probably gonna make me laugh whenever he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just him, him, him on the bowling team and going <laughs> to the fan, and his fingers just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. What's, Brad Thompson's got a good one. Y'all, he said, wrote y'all. Do y'all think that we deserve to know if Squatch is real? I kind of hope that the government knows and isn't telling us because they would immediately become endangered by poachers. Okay. I'm, you yeah. know what? Although I think if the government knew, they wouldn't be protective of anything. Like I don't think the government's a friend. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if the government knew, they would immediately, they, they've immediately tried to figure out if Sasquatch can be a super soldier. Yeah. But... Or if they can tax it somewhere. But yeah, if no one, yeah, if if knowing about it makes it, yeah, if knowing about it would endanger it. What about that, Dave? If, if if you could know about it, but that very knowledge now puts it at risk, puts Sasquatch at risk. Yeah, I'd like to think that I would rise above and not do something just for my own selfishness. Or just okay. I, I don't want to put Sasquatch not, not at for, but, but the idea that if would you just in, in, if in general the government's like Sasquatch real we found one 
would you want that to happen? It's kind of like when your favorite little indie band blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, nah, man, I was into them way before Sass that. Sass and the Squatches. Yeah. Nah, man. It's, 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 uh, well, and the other thing, too, there's so many disbelievers, so many haters, like, nah, mm-hmm. fuck y'all. Y'all don't get to, y'all don't get this gift. I say, no, keep it, keep it on the down low. Let the true mm-hmm. believers believe what they want to believe. All right. So just keeping the faith. Mm-hmm. It's like Jesus coming back. Mm-hmm. Come back, and then everybody's like, I'm into Jesus. No, you weren't around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tittle J says, hey, fellas, wildfire season. Shit. With wildfire season underway and no wheels on Dave's main domicile, what is or should be in your bug out bag? That's just a good question. Yeah. And that's a good question for any region, mm-hmm. for anywhere. Power outages. Mm-hmm. Communication loss. I'm not worried about fires because I can just walk three-tenths of a mile and be in the ocean. <clears throat> That's true. You got your new spot. No, you won't get fires by you. Mm-hmm. You're not by the woods or anything. I'm good. Um, as far as what you should have in your house, obviously uh, batteries, flashlights, little, little, uh, little crank radio, something solar-operated that you can charge devices with. Mm-hmm. They say, what do they say immediately? <clears throat> Keep your refrigerator closed if your power goes out. Keep as much of the cold in there as you can. Mm-hmm. Or, like, don't just open it like, well, I guess i got to eat something. Like, know what you're looking for if you yeah. don't go in there. Somebody was, like, um, I've got, you know, shit out in the garage. And it's, it's like, a yeah, solar crank radio in case that's how you're going to get messages because cellular data or what will be down. Mm-hmm. Freeze-dried food, something to distill water, or like have water, mm-hmm. or I got, I've got i got water in my roto pack sitting out there. And you got some of those straws, those filter straws? Life straws. Life yeah. straws are a good one. I mean, you want to get caught up in it. Go to REI, and then you could just convince yourself that anything there is survival gear. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, what would you – I mean, yeah, I got the yeah. – they say food for like – Three to five days. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is earthquake country, so that's why I did start thinking about that stuff. More. Handgun. Yeah, firearm. And I got I got my BB guns mm-hmm. again. That's a Jesse thing where he's like, I don't know, it's enough to shoot a squirrel. Mm-hmm. If I got it, if it gets down to it, I, I can kill squirrel. Yeah, but it's also who has firearms but not the other supplies, mm-hmm. and they want to come and take your supplies. Absolutely. That's. I'd like to think that most firearm responsible firearms owners have that in a way of self defense, and because that's their mindset, would also have things in place. Yeah, but there's always that random shithead. Yeah, there's also. I guess that was a thing. Like Virginia had that big pro gun rally, Mm -hmm. and I am okay. This is my own. Sorry to get sidetracked, Tittle J. But remember when like. Trump's yelling about fake news. Like, mm-hmm. And then we're all like, Get, oh, you just don't respect journalists. It's not fake news. It's the fucking truth. But now how everybody's pissed because they feel like Bernie Sanders is being, like, covered unfairly uh-huh. by CNN. I agree. Like, yeah, that, that's, I'm like, oh, so it's almost like fake news? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So <coughs> yeah. by that way, <clears throat> is there some truth to what the Republicans were saying about how all the coverage is going to be? Just to smear Trump, even though he is a piece of shit, that it's un like lopsided how much smear campaign. Mm-hmm. But now that it's happened to one of your guys, like it's see they're manipulating. It's like, well, yeah, 
that's what was happening before. And we're like, oh, you're just attacking journalists. Yeah. And that's what journalism is the last bastion of free speech, and they could say whatever they want. It's like any of these topics when you talk about policy. Like yeah. the narrative bends to your favor. Yeah, but there was that big giant pro gun rally, and mm-hmm. nothing happened. Like I, I, but it's you didn't find any stories about it. Yeah, you didn't find. I'm not like Johnny Second Amendment over here. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, where's the where's the celebratory news stories about how? Thousands and thousands of armed individuals came, completely peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. They cleaned up afterwards. They're mm-hmm. like, we know how people feel about We see these protests happen. There's garbage in the street. We cleaned up afterwards. I'm seeing pictures of like, oh, what? Like, There's the one dude in military fatigues. The chubby guy. Yeah, the chubby yeah. guy. But I saw the other picture where he's like, oh, here's two black guys with AR-15s. And like, oh, there's – and some guy like, like an Asian guy, like armed minorities, like – which is the joke I've been making. You should gentrify the NRA. Absolutely. If you want to take that out of it, yeah. make it, you know, fucking get it, do that. But I do agree that if it was an all-black guns rights march, mm-hmm. it would be uh, responded to differently. But this was – didn't I mean, uh, what little coverage I saw of it seemed like it was like, oh, yeah, we took this whole – you think it's all racist? Now nah, look, we're all here. Yeah. Now, I, I Maybe I saw the only – the picture of the only two black guys that were there, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, probably not. People like guns. Yeah. Of all kinds. Yeah. There was some story that came out recently about how um, the NRA was pro-gun regulations back when the Black Panthers were armed. Oh, yeah. Like, when, like, oh, now, <clears throat> yeah, the like, NRA. Oh, well, if they have them, then maybe we should regulate a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just get mm-hmm. every gay trans sign up regardless. Yeah. And dilute the voting populace <laughs> of, you know, gerrymandering. Sign up and then vote these. If it's a, I don't know if it's a voting council who gets or like, if it's elected presidents, then mm-hmm. Wayne LaPierre guy. I don't know. I've been thinking lately about purchasing a firearm. Oh, man. You should. Want to go to a gun range? Sure. Absolutely. Um, Ty Bab. That's a good name. Ty Bab. You changed the BA to a CO. You got Ty Cobb. Uh, Dave, most hated fan base in college sports. Kyle, worst band fan base. Both. Are they perhaps the same group? Probably not. Uh, worst fan base in college sports. I mean, Alabama's fairly annoying. Uh, but I get it because it's you know, basically a dynasty the last 10 years. Um, I don't know the fan base per se, but I fucking can't stand Notre Dame. Everybody just thinks Notre Dame is just grandfathered into greatness. And uh, not to bore you with like get into football it. stuff, but uh, Notre Dame in football, they're <clears throat> most the Rudy College. Most all the big schools are in a conference. You got the yeah. Southeastern Conference, you got the Pac 12, you got the Big Ten. You got whatever. Uh, Notre Dame's always been an independent. And what that means is they never have to play in a conference championship game. So, like, and, and they, they oftentimes benefit from that. And uh, just, I don't know, the, all the heritage, people just, oh, Notre Dame, fuck Notre Dame, fuck Notre Dame. They never play anybody because they're not in a conference. Mm-hmm. They just play random teams and they don't really have a true and true rival. I mean, I guess you could say, I don't know if they play Michigan every year or Ohio State every year, but they play some of those Big Ten schools a lot. But I've just always been annoyed by just the, the heritage and the greatness of Notre Dame. Like, who gives a shit? Play somebody, you know? Okay. Fuck them. 
Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. But, but get it out. Look on your face. Get like... it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like all I know, like it's in Indiana, and it's the school that. Really yeah, happened. Notre Dame's annoying. Alabama's annoying. Ohio State is annoying to me. Uh, that being said, I'm sure a lot of SEC schools are annoying, uh, annoying to people uh, outside of the South. So, um, but yeah, if I had to narrow it down to one, it'd be Notre Dame. What's the worst band fan base? Who's just got a bunch of fucking goobers as fans? Other than like the really obvious, like ICP or something. But I told you, I see, I told you, the Juggalos are going to be the ones that. <clears throat> That's the trip. People are being honest, and you think festivals are about just loving yourself, then you would go to that one because uh-huh. that's a bunch of fat weirdos rolling around in the dirt, and that's truly empowering if they are f- comfortable with their bodies and it's not just wearing an Indian headdress with your supermodel body at Coachella. I think I think the the Coachella fan base of uh-huh. just I think it's more like the festival thing. having never been there but knowing how relieving it is in LA when it's Coachella weekend oh. cuz people are gone. Isn't that like, coming up? Is that February, March? I don't know. Yeah. It's like just dipshit rapture. Uh-huh. Um I you know I that's a good question. Bam, the so the social fan distortion fan base, man, really? all those like what's their problem? Just a bunch of fucking hard ass rockabilly dorks <laughs> going out tonight looking to get in a fight. Fuck you. These tickets were forty bucks. Calm down. Watch the show. Go home. <laughs> Take your fucking switchblade comb and your cuff jeans and get bent. <laughs> and I used to think it was the coolest, and I used that was the yeah. thing. Like all these shows in Chicago, like oh, punk rock shows are always cool, always cool. And these dudes, like, like they're so, and I think they're just fulfilling the role of the greaser rockabilly dude. Like, uh-huh. like you can't be silly because silly's not cool. And you just take yourself so seriously, and you look like a, and you look like a fucking cartoon wolf from Warner <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's one that I can think of. I don't know. There's pretty obnoxious ones. I think anybody that goes overboard in fandom is a little bit like, why don't? Why can't you have your own identity? Like just your identity being, like, I'm Star Wars. Everything's Star Wars. My house is Star Wars. My sheets yeah. are Star Wars. I wear Star Wars. I I cosplay Star Wars. I'm like, you are boring. Yeah, well, going back to the first part of that question, and I've mentioned this before, I'm a huge sports fan, but I'm fairly closeted. Like, you never see me rocking a jersey. Yeah. Just because, eh, I mean, I can like something without broadcasting it to the world via my my appearance. Yeah, Yeah. wear band shirts and more like supporting the band. Like, hey, this band's good, check it out. But, But like, sports teams don't need my support. You know, an indie band probably does. But, like, I don't need to win anybody over about the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I understand if it's like they're rooting for a thing. Like, all right, they're they're doing good. You want to kind of fly the colors, but like, be like for that to be your if identity. You, if you saw no, but if you saw somebody else wearing it, yeah, you'd be like, ah, yeah, all right. You know, like an easy bond. I even the cosplay stuff. I could see like, oh, that's you put a lot of work into that. Yeah. People craft those things, then they know that. All right, I got a year. It's like Halloween. Uh-huh. I got a year, and then I'm going to go where other people cosplay, and we're all going to get together and. You know, Comic-Con has never in that world, but you go and I get the excitement. No, of I it. get all that, yeah. 
But if it's but if you're just walking around six <laughs> days a week and all that garb, no, like, what and are you're you just doing? like, oh yeah, what's your personality? Your yeah. personality is Batman. Yeah, all right, no, well, yeah, that's tough to be around. Good luck. Sorry about your parents. Uh, <laughs> Amanda says, so coyotes have been biting people in Chicago recently. I have been reading about that. Oh, yeah, there's that yeah. story. Thank you for everybody who's sitting really that excited. shit. It was the one that guy choked out a coyote. Yeah, he killed him with his bare hands. Where was that? That was in, I don't, that wasn't Chicago. I feel like this was maybe somewhere in New England, maybe? Oh, okay. New Hampshire, Vermont, maybe? But then in, yeah, but then in Lincoln Park, I guess they were out there. Honestly, if these coyotes want to pick off a few. Uh, but I told Lincoln you. Park Trixies. I told you. It can be done. I mean, I would fucking destroy a coyote. Well, this I'll, take, I'll, Amanda, I'll take two on one. Amanda I'll said. Kill them, I'll knock their heads together like the Three Stooges. Amanda, Amanda said, when he heard about this, my husband told me to ask y'all if these bitings are happening because Dave hasn't done a show here in the last year. Yeah. I They're not afraid anymore. I need, to, I need to get back up there. If if no one is going to dole out some street justice to it, why should why shouldn't they be walking the streets chomping on pedestrians? That's a very uh, that's understandable, Amanda. You're correct, Dave. You got to book a show there. Yeah, show these yotes. Who's boss? I'm I'm working on it right now. Hopefully March or April. Okay, well tell them they got a couple more months of, yeah. of lawlessness till mm-hmm. Dave gets to town. Yeah, I'm coming, bringing hell with me. Um, I got one. Uh, William one. William Shoulders. Uh, hey, Colin Day, first-time caller, long-time listener. I was just wondering what your guy's first legal drink was. I was also wondering if you'll have a P.O. box where I could send a replacement buck. Oh, this is William who, uh, yeah, William I met in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice gentleman who brought me a uh, gift bag full of great stuff. He brought uh, yeah. Torchy's hot sauce, uh, some barbecue sauce, I think. He, he's the one that got you Torchy's, some, some Bucky's. Bucky's uh, sour gummy bears that were yeah. for you that just didn't make it. That's all right. Didn't they, survive they, the trip. I'm glad they turned you on to being a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, William, you drove uh, he, him and his buddy drove like two or three hours to come see me. Oh, shit. That's always that's a, that's an old Texas commute. That's, that's all that is. That is that's always so flattering. So thank you, William. Uh, but yeah, just a whole gift bag full of nonsense. But uh, going back to your question, uh, first legal drink. What was your first legal drink? That's a great question. Uh, what was what were my? I don't. I don't, I can't remember the very first one. Mm-hmm. I know mine. Oh no, that's that's what we did. <clears throat> I talked to my mom. Talked to her later. Uh, <clears throat> I remember what <clears throat> it was. The weekend after I graduated high school, I didn't drink in high school. Mm-hmm. I went to my buddy Scott's house, and my friend Eleanor came over. She's like, You're, we need you to supervise. And we drank. We're like, we don't know how to drink. So we drank Tang and vodka. Okay. That doesn't sound awful. Was, Orangey. Yeah, we were mixing it with beers, and we had barf mm-hmm. real hard. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't you drink in high school? I just wasn't around it. Hmm. I, I remember going to one party where people were drinking. I wasn't. It wasn't in my group. Hmm. I wasn't uh, with the party kids. See, I I didn't drink in high school, but it was around me. I was I was the only one in my peer group that didn't drink. Yeah, and it wasn't really. It was just. It wasn't a religious thing. It was just more of a. 
man, I don't want to disappoint my parents and call them from jail or, you know, I just I was just trying to avoid typical teenage pitfalls. And that just seemed like an easy one well, to avoid. Yeah, and I, I was I did get caught up in like it's it's bad, mm-hmm. and I'm a good kid. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. I was like I was I was like a you know smart mouth and screw around, but never like a kid that I didn't drink or smoke or do anything. I was bad, straight bad, edge before I knew that was a thing. Well, no, I didn't it, really know it was it's a not, thing. It's because it's not an identity. You just yeah. didn't do that, so it's not like you're like I don't do it. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, nobody did a- until they did. Yeah. And I didn't give a shit that all my friends did. Like, I, I didn't judge them. I didn't look down on them. I was just like, nah, I don't know. No, just my sister always had, like, more trouble like, than it's worth. Yeah, I didn't realize she was, like, they were doing the, uh, their move was to go and go to their friend's house and just take a little bit of each liquor mm-hmm. out of all the bottles in the cabinet. So not one liquor would dip down too low. They would all, the levels would lower That's equally. Smart. But that was their drink, was just of, yeah, an amateur Long Island iced tea before school. (laughs) It's like, I was drunk all the time in high school. Like, you were the good student. Um, My first drink wasn't until I was 25, and it was half a bottle of Goldschlager. I was drinking it with my girlfriend at the time. That is an early, that's a a beginner drink. Nine nine bananas, gold schlager. And I remember drinking it, and I was was having drinks. She she was more experienced with alcohol. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, all right, I'm 25. Let's see what this is about. And uh, had several drinks of it. And it was over the course of like an hour. And I was just like, I don't fucking feel nothing. Yeah, I just kept saying I don't feel anything. Like I should feel something by now. I remember we were watching Sopranos. Twenty five. <laughs> That's like a go to watching yeah. Sopranos, drinking Goldschlager, and uh, finally I just like turned the bottle up, just gook, 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 because I was getting frustrated because I felt like I'd had several drinks and didn't feel any effect, and oh boy, did I feel the effects. I think it puked. I think it puked. It's because that gold slices your throat so the alcohol could get in your bloodstream quicker. Yeah. Yeah, the early days of uh, just because nobody knew how to appreciate the taste. And so you're just doing shots of bonkers shit like 99 bananas or uh, what's the licorice one? Well, there was was, uh, Jägermeister. Jäger. Ugh. I don't. I don't mind. We would drink. Either. We would always drink the cheapest beer. <clears throat> it was always funny when like Paps got popular. Like mm-hmm. we were just anything that came in a thirty pack with Paps. We'd drink Red Dogs. My buddy, oh, one of the worst smells I ever smelled. My, my buddy was drinking uh, <laughs> Little King's Cream Ale. Cream Ale. Little King's Forties. We were uh-huh. doing Forties. I used to. I used to do Forties because I hated bringing like <clears throat> a case of beer to the party and be like, hey, let me get one of those. Uh-huh. I drink Forties. Like, we can't have any of this. Yeah. But one of them blew up in his trunk in the summertime. <laughs> just like yeah, just uh, malt liquor, malt liquor mm. beer, like in a hot summer trunk. I remember the first time. Fuck off! <laughs> I was Nasty. trying to drink beers back then, and uh, I guess this is a real common you know response. But it was just it was so gross. It tasted like bread soda. Yeah, I couldn't get past like how could anybody enjoy this. Yeah, what is it about? It tastes like bread. Like, ta- like obviously your taste buds change, but when you're mm-hmm. a kid, you're like, I just want sweet stuff. Like I can't imagine like first thing in the morning eating a, a Lucky Charms right now. I could still appreciate a Lucky yeah. Charms, but like as a kid, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a dog like black coffee, 
liquor. Like, I still don't like beer. Like, I still don't like, oh, boy, I want one See, so See, that's, that's surprising to me. I just assume you did because I love the taste of beer now. Like, I just, it's just, I would drink it no, with, every, with every meal if I could. Yeah, I don't drink it with food. I can't. I'm like, no. It's See, I, I do with beer. I can't drink liquor with food. Yeah. I don't want a Jack and Coke or a bourbon on the rocks while I'm I eating. Wine. But a beer with food all day. Yeah. yeah all day. I drink it. You don't like purpose. a nice hot dog and a beer? Nope. Really? Nope. That's so. Beer n- that never complements food. Oh, I see. It I never disagree. makes food taste. Better. Oh, I think it does. Mexican food. Oh, Mexican food in a in a Modelo or a hot dog in a in a in a Budweiser. The only food that tastes better with beer is sushi. Really? Yeah. See, I never thought of that. Why is that? I wonder. I don't. I don't know if it's like a temperature thing, huh? Like a hot, melty kind of food? No way. But like cold seafood? I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Alex Wynn. Hey, fellas. If you could opt out of sleep for the rest of your life naturally, sans meth, Mm -hmm. but you'd have 75% of the time you would have spent sleeping subtracted from your lifespan, would you do it? Well, no. Why would you want to do that? I mean, add up all the time I would sleep. 75% of the time you would have been sleeping. Sleeping's a third of your life. Uh Uh-huh. So you would have... Well, whatever the equation is, my answer would be no. Just because, oh, now I'm going to die at 50 instead of 70? Would be sick. You say you're going to die at 40 instead of 60. Or, you know, whatever the math is. But 40 years of never... I, are other pe- Do other people have this situation? Because then it's still like, that's closing time. Not for me. I never have to go to sleep. But everybody else does. Then it's yeah. just you being Lonely. alone at night all the time. <laughs> but that's a curious because then all right every night like I'm gonna do this thing with this like would you still want to sleep is it like getting like the lap band surgery where you want to eat food but you can't fit enough in there hmm there's something satisfying about sleep there's oh something yeah like, well it's just like a, when you lay down you're comfortable yeah like are you still lazy like what if you're just lazy well and it would mess with your timeline you know like if you never slept like. Oh, I you know the days and the calendar and like oh I'm I'm done with this day because I'm going to sleep and I wake up and now it's a start to a new day. Well, like, wouldn't you just be like all right night shift? Yeah, it would just be a never ending. This, now I do this thing at night and then a day you do all the stuff social. That'd be exhausting. And I, but I, get I don't that know. That's the question. Yeah, I don't know if what I would get done that I would enjoy. Like oh, I'm going to die at forty, but the things I wanted to do. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, also he says, also Dave, I'm curious since you're into records and country, have you ever checked out the album Sawmill Man by Cast King? I Unfamiliar. Think it, I think it'd be up your alley. So I'll, that's for you. I'll look into it. Thank you. <clears throat> got a question? We got we got lots of questions. I think we're going to have to take some of these questions for next month. Too. Yeah. Here's a quick one. Bur- Burley Gates asked Dave, my mother-in-law got me a Smithy 12-inch cast iron skillet for Christmas, and he tips, tricks, or advice. For a new cast iron user, well, uh, step one, you got to season that bad boy. And what I mean by that is uh, preheat your oven to about 400, uh, rub a good coat of uh, vegetable oil all over. 
uh, even the outside and the bottom and the handle, the entire thing, nice, smooth coat of, uh, of uh, vegetable oil or canola oil. I wouldn't recommend olive oil. But uh, oil that shit up, get it nice and even, and uh, bake that bastard for about two hours on 400. That will season it. That will uh, kind of put a, a nice coat on it and uh, also make it uh, last longer. And you need to do that about a couple times a year. And, um, yeah, never the dishwasher, never any soap. Uh, you probably already know that. Just hot water, scrub it with a brush with no soap, dry it immediately. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's really all you need to know with a cast iron skillet. Um, but, yeah, they're fun, man. They're fun. You can really cook some great steaks on that thing. Mm. I love a cast iron skillet. <clears throat> oh, our pal Trixie Emerson says, I got my 21st birthday coming up soonish. What's the first alcoholic beverage I should consume? Well, you just heard what we told you. <laughs> what is a good uh, beverage for someone who's, who's never drank before? Man. Fucking... It's your 21st birthday. It's not about <clears throat> say your friends. Bourbon and Coke. Did your friends ever just like do the twenty first birthday? Like, all right, we're going to give you a cement mixer. We'll give you a prairie fire. I don't know what any of that is. Oh, really? No. Cement mixer is two separate shots. I spent my twenty first birthday alone. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well, I, like, just like somebody taking you, like we're like we're going to get you drunk and we're going to make you throw up. I got a gun license and went and saw something about Mary by myself on my twenty first birthday. That's depressing. Yeah. Just living in a town, didn't have any friends. I was between girlfriends. Better have a firearm. <laughs> I went. I some cold got steel the, to keep me company. Got the got the gun license. Went to Longhorn. Bought myself steak. Had a nice little dinner by boy. myself. And then I went and saw something about Mary. Anyway, Did you have your gun. Go was it on your hip at Longhorn? No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I remember mixer. my one friend. Yeah, the cement mixer was. Um, you drink a shot of Bailey's, and then you drink a shot of, uh, like, lime juice, and it curdles in your mouth like cement, and you swallow it. Oh, no. Uh, another one, Prairie Fire is tequila with hot sauce in it. Well, that don't sound terrible. And there's a few others that, like, yeah, they're just like, make them throw up. It's his 21st mm-hmm. birthday. But my one buddy, Pete, we took him out, and he would just drink them all. He's like, I love them. He was a fucking psycho. We couldn't make him throw up. He's like, I'll order one for my... I love a cement mixer. I'm like, you don't order that for yourself. He's like, I don't give a shit. Give it to me. Bartender's like, all right, you lunatic. But, uh, I, yeah, I, go... Uh, you know, if you've never had an alcoholic beverage, get a beer. Have a beer. Yeah. Learn what a nice cold beer at a bar is. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to like it at first. No. I had to drink about 10 or 15 before I was like... I get it. I'm still drinking them. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get it. Get a get a cold beer. Uh, find out when you're gonna, you can see what other people are drinking. I don't know what your uh, flavor profile is. Get a shot of uh, <clears throat> get a shot like cause, all right. You're not going to appreciate what's good mm-hmm. unless you drink the trash. Yeah. So if you get a shot of Jose Cuervo Gold, that's terrible. Yeah. It's pretty rough by itself. And I remember drinking that. And margarita's I, a good starter drink. Ooh, margarita's a very good starter mm-hmm. drink. Yeah, get yourself a Cadillac margarita. Yeah. But, that, but man, Cuervo Gold, I remember drinking that. And I'm like, I'll never drink tequila ever again. This is horrific. Hmm. And it wasn't until my cousin visited me here, and he's like, we're going to get 
let's let's do shots of tequila. I'm like, there's, I can't do it, dude. They're so nasty. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was, so I was a whiskey drinker in Chicago. I think I think region dictates cocktail a lot of times. Probably. Chicago, like, tequila is like a fun, warm, kind of summertime thing. And Chicago, like, you know, you drink whiskey and beer. That's what you drink. Mm-hmm. So I was always drinking. I started with Crown Royal for some reason. Doing shots of Crown Royal with my cousin. And obviously, you eventually move on to Jameson. That's what you move on to in Chicago. Some cheap uh, Irish whiskey. I don't like Jameson. No? Well, yeah, you're a Southern fellow. You yeah. like Jack Daniels mm-hmm. and Jim Beams. Jim Beams, my thing. Yeah, no, we. I just Jim uh, Jameson wasn't good, but it just came default. But and so, like the one time I tried, I think uh, Jose Cuervo when I was young, I was like, oh, oh god, and then I got a shot of good tequila, good silver tequila. Mm. I mean, it t- it bites, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste like. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna vomit immediately. It's the good one I used to drink, La Herradura, something like that. La Herradura, yeah, yeah, La Herradura that, that was good. good. I enjoyed that. Get yourself, get yourself a beer. Mm-hmm. And a shot, sip on that shot, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Or I would say margarita. And, it, you, and the thing is, you're going to mix your alcohols. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. But it's going to happen. Yeah. Because you think, why not? I want to try all a these different A little bit of everything. Yeah. It's not a buffet. Yeah. You can't treat it like that. No. <laughs> you got to pick a lane and stay in it. But it's your 21st birthday, Trixie. It's, you're going to get drunk. You're going you're gonna to barf. Be with friends. Be with yeah. friends you trust. Be yes. with good friends. Yes. Be Not careful. only friends you trust, like being at a bar could be sketchy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, being like young and new drunk at a bar. Be with friends. And also friends that are going to take care of you when you uh, inevitably barf. Mm-hmm. Have a good pal that's like, all right, I'm going to supervise this. Yeah. Or do it at home. I don't know. All right. Well, I think we got too many on this one. We're uh, Here's what we'll do, uh, like you suggested. Let's just answer the rest of these next month rather than skip over them. Because some of these are really good. Some of them are very long and thought out. So I don't mm-hmm. want to just toss them aside. Uh, whatever we didn't no, get this month. People are this taking month. the time to. Yeah. If we didn't get it this month, we will definitely. We're, I tell you what, we won't, even, we won't even solicit new questions next month. We'll, we'll get to these. So. All right. Well, but thanks yeah. so much, everybody. Yeah, we really appreciate the patronage. We really appreciate not only that you're a patron, but that you even give a shit enough to 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 type in a, a question. So to type it, you just type it into the box. Hey, but uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, y'all been y'all been true sweethearts. Yeah, keep in touch. Uh, God bless all um, y'all's families. I I don't do well enough in terms of responding to uh, emails and messages, but I'm going to try to keep uh, slaving away at that and try to try to get better and respond more to that. But uh, get better, Dave. Never hesitate to reach out. We always get better. Uh, we always I always you know appreciate it. So yeah, man. <clears throat> all right, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> The Boogie Monster.
Bye.